Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, everybody. This is Taylor. We have a bonus episode of sorts for you this week. My friend Elliot Barr of the Can I Kick It podcast sat down with his buddy Grego from For the Culture to break down the joint anti-discrimination policy by MLS, MLSPA, and Black Players for Change. They take a look into how the policy came into effect, why it's needed, and why other leagues should follow suit. Can I Kick It is a podcast built on telling the stories of black athletes, coaches, and owners that have impacted the game of soccer on and off the pitch. You should definitely check it out. We love us some Can I Kick It? We love us some Elliot Barr. Hopefully, you love this episode. Oh, and I should add, there is a little bit of spicy language throughout. Uh, I was considering editing it, but number one, it's not my episode. And number two, it happens every now and then, so it felt like it was easier to have this disclaimer up front, but did just want to give you that little bit of notice. Uh, So, you know, earmuffs if you need to. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Can I Kick It FC? We're bringing you some exciting news, some stuff. Actually, seemingly like there is some development uh, in the soccer ever-evolving battle of racism. Um, for those of you that are new to Can I Kick It FC, I'm your host, as always, Elliot Barr. Uh, we like to call ourselves the Black Soccer 30 for 30, where we dive into everything history around the beautiful game of soccer, uh, blackness uh, around the soccer um, from Pele to Terry Henry to Beautiful Moments to AFCON to all things in between. And uh, joining me on the show is my best friend, well, one of my best friends, uh, the ball-headed thunder from Down Under, Mr. Greco. How are you, sir? What's happening, man? How you feeling, man? I think that's the first time everyone's probably referred to you as the ball-headed thunder. Uh, Only in these circles, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. How are you, man? How's everything been? Oh, man, it's been a uh, crazy few months. Um, FTC's been, I don't want to say on a hiatus, but just kind of cooking in in the background for the past few months. Um, As you can see, I'm in new surroundings. I've um, moved um, back into the city of Atlanta. I'm actually um, actually walking distance from the King Center, Ebenezer Baptist Church, and Slutty Vegan. So, like, yeah, all that's... um, like right outside my window and um yeah it's uh it's good to be back into the city it's good to be uh back up on here can i kick it and uh you know hope hopefully one of these days i'll be back up in richmond because I, I i don't think i've been up actually no i i, I was up there for thanksgiving what do we go up thanksgiving and, um and so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back up in there getting our henny arm real soon yeah, for real. Yeah, we got to, man. Last time you came up, we didn't get a chance to link up because, you know, I'm school be school. I'll be too busy, man. Um, but yeah, man, you know, definitely it's good to have you on. Um, the reason why this whole show came about is because 
you and our chat dropped the link into the MLS, MLS Players Association and Black Players for Change. Um, they all collectively work together to put together a anti-discrimination um, act, pretty much. So can you just describe what that is before we kind of dive into it for the listeners? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, MLS and Black Players for Change, the uh, Black Awareness Group with uh, with MLS uh, came together. Um, maybe we're going to, I guess, since last year um, after a few uh, incidents that uh, took place, um, basically um, setting up a, a policy where like any type of uh, on-field incidents, um, and I'm assuming off-field incidents as well, where you know a racism incident takes place, um, yeah, it's, there's a disciplinary uh, set up um, in place to where um, if you if you if this situation happens, this is what happens, and if you want to get out of this situation, this is what happens as well. So, like, pretty much a a nice nice setup to where. Like I said, if 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 the racism kind of does does get hit, this is what MLS is going to do. But I think like in the past, things have been treated kind of in the same vein. It's just like if you did like a if you got like a red card for a tackle, it'd be the same shit. I'm like, and then you but you can't really do it like that because obviously you're talking about people's cultures, pe- people's mm-hmm. races, and all that stuff. And like for for what it's worth, like MLS is probably one of the more diverse. Uh, leagues in the world so it's like it's not just a uh, situation where it's more than just saying the n-word it's more than just saying you know uh monkey or whatever like it, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff that goes beyond it because depending on where you're from a lot of things have different meanings so it's it's, it's important to stay aware of what um what may be considered offensive and what um you know, it might be just in the heat of, heat of battle and you do something that you were supposed to be doing and and then go about how exactly do we rectify this. So they also address that as well because they may be able to go ahead and go about rectifying it without uh, causing a suspension too. So, um, so it's, a, it's a very unique and um, comprehensive uh, policy that they set up. Yeah, no, for certain. And I mean, there's a, a lot of instances in MLS. Um, yeah, I shouldn't say a lot, but there have been a few instances. Um, yeah. I think the most noticeable one is the uh, Van Zier situation, um, mm-hmm. the New York Red Bulls, uh, the guy with DC United who've been yeah. found twice to do a racism, which is like. Yeah. Um, and I remember me and Taylor Rockwell. Uh, who does total soccer show? Also, soccer one on one. We were on this podcast talking about, um, like how did how did certain leagues across the world deal with racism? I mean, we kind of came to the prevailing notion of you really don't have anyone of our color or minority influence in those circles. It's always coming like from top down. It's like, hey, this is how we're going to deal with it or not deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice for a change to see that not only was an organization such as the Black Players for Change and MLSPA given a platform to do some real change, it's meaningful change. And me personally, I, I really like the fact that not only is it is an anti-discrimination act, but there is plans of restorative justice because, you know, a lot of the times people who want to play the uh, the what about ism card, which annoys the hell out of me, but they always like to throw in, <laughs> they always throw in that part of, well, 
he apologized. You know, isn't that enough? He said he's sorry. You know, like, what, what more do you want from him? And it's like, well, I want him to learn his lesson. I want him to know why he did his wrong. You know, I'm not saying ban the guy from ever playing soccer again, but I just want that person to learn why they did what's wrong because you can learn from the action and come back from it 10 times better. People always want to see consequences for mm-hmm. for certain actions, and I feel like while that might be valid, I feel like there's also an opportunity to where, one, you're, you're being educated as far as why uh, this is fucked up in the first place and why that there's such an uproar because, like, you could take... um. Um, Miss um, Haran from the women's national team and just what well, she's like, it wasn't anything racist. It's just the fact that like how you're talking about people can be taken in, in, in a way where it's like you do realize why this is fucked up, right? You do realize that you're basically insulting your your fan base, right? And like even, and even if it's actually, even if there might be some truth to it, it's still a case of where you're generalizing um, a, a niche of your uh, fan base to make them feel like, well, we don't. You just talk about it like, like we don't know shit, and I'm like, and, it's, and you're and you're not being specific as far as who. And I think that in th- in this case, again, like you need to know, like, especially like again, considering how diverse MLS is, like, what might be somewhat offensive to a black American might might be even more offensive to um, a black Ghanaian or a black um, person yeah. from Ivory Coast, and like, or a black person from Jamaica or a black person from Brazil. Like, you have to know like who you're dealing with and understand like, okay, I I might not trip this much, but somebody else might might trip even more. You have to, you know, kind of kind of know. The differences, and, and like, and and then just go about. Hey, how about we just go about with some respect for people? Like that just might, that might, that might work. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's, gonna... it's, it's a wild concept. It's wild, yeah, it is wild. Um, so I think this is like a good part for us. You now kind of dive into what this is, and um, so MLS and MLS, MLS PA um, came out together on February fifteenth of this year. If you're listening to the future, it's twenty twenty four. Um, future, <laughs> right? Um, but they pretty much came together and was just like, "Hey, like this is what this act is." So these are some of the big bullet bullet points from it. Um, so under the joint anti discrimination policy, any player involved in discriminatory acts will have the opportunity to speak confident. I mean, I confidently, confidentially, <laughs> confidentially. <laughs> With a trained facilitator, uh, the facilitator will play a formal role in evaluating the situation and offering a proposed uh, restorative plan when appropriate. And then restorative plans may include multiple sessions between the alleged offender and restorative practice facilitator to understand the harm caused and uh, potentially provide the alleged offender an opportunity to make amends for those harmed by his conduct. In addition to education and personalized counseling. So I think with all that like being said, like those two bullet points are key because it's it's pretty much just laying like the foundation of how this is going to work. You know, if a player is found of a discriminatory act, um, he can speak to a trained facilitator, you know, mm-hmm. um, without that being being known public. Um, but 
the auto-starter plans in place, like multiple sessions. So you, I mean, you have the opportunity to learn. It's not kind of just like one hit wonders or one, you know, you know, one class fits all like CPR training and be like, all right, now you can go save a life. Mm. <laughs> you know, things like that. Your thoughts on it? I, I, I respect the, um, the, the platform that they're giving players. Cause I mean, kind of like, I kind of compare it to like, if you're being harassed basically, and you don't necessarily want to, you don't feel comfortable just, you know, going to your manager and just be like, hey, this person's fucking with me and all that stuff. Like, you need to have an avenue to where, you know, it's not, it's largely anonymous. And, you know, you, you know that you have your space, your safe space to, to go about, like, this is what happened. This is how it made me feel. And, you know, I'd like to see it be addressed and everything. And... You know, obviously, like you're talking about in a space like men's soccer, where it, it for as much as people want to knock it here, it's it's not it's not that much different from any other men's sport here, where it's like you have a level of machismo, basically, where it's like you know, like this stuff shouldn't affect me, this this stuff shouldn't bother me, but you know, sometimes this shit does, and 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 when it does, like you should still be allowed a um, a space to where you can you can air out your grievances and and hopefully the people above you, your club, your, the league, management, um, take this take the accusation seriously and 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 go through a, a proper investigation. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in you know believe and, inve- and investigate. You know, yeah. and hopefully you'll get the truth from that investigation. To where if something did happen, we could we could address it properly. Yeah, no, for real. I think mean, I think that's a good point. And the other thing I like about this policy, and we're not going to list all the policies. Um, we'll make sure to link it. If you want to read it, we'll link it at the bottom of the podcast um, info, so you can go there and read it. Um, definitely, like make sure you go read this because this is like important. And I don't think a lot of fans are aware about this um, that this is now in, in play. Um, but this is we're looking at part. kids, <laughs> right? We're looking at almost all kids, which is that's a whole different podcast for a whole different day. So, um, <laughs> we're climbing back soon, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so this part to me really stuck out. Um, the commissioner retains the authority to issue discipline if it is determined that a violation has occurred. Um, a player who who accepts responsibility. For his mistake and agrees to engage in a restorative plan, will face less severe discipline than if he denies committing the act and is found, based on all evidence, to have been untruthful or misleading. This to me is like really important, clear, because it's like if you take ownership of it, I'm not going to penalize you the same as if someone who is purposely lying, you know. Um, And Hmm. On one hand, it can be looked at as a good thing. I think the bad thing about it is, is that you know it gives you the op- the ability to take responsibility for what you've done. Yeah, you might have said it in the heat in the moment. Like for instance, um, the, who's the Philadelphia Union fullback? Um, his name is escaping me. I want to say Kane Wagner. I don't know. Kane Yeah. Yes. Is that him? I think so. Is it so okay. I think so. All right. So I remember, like, during the playoffs, there was a racist incident that occurred, but it wasn't really, like, cleaned up. Like, it was kind of just, like, 
and he did it, but we really don't have a policy in place. Right. And I feel like with this, there, there's now like a policy in place. So say if Kai admits to it, right? Like, hey, I did it. Mm-hmm. I said it in the heat of the moment. Um, he wouldn't be penalized the same as if he's like, no, I didn't say it. He's making it up. He's lying. And then we pull the audio footage, uh, word of mouth, uh, talking to the players. And things of that nature, and it, and then it comes out like no, like you lied. Like we have all this proof to show that you're not telling the truth. I think that is key, and I, I think also about you know the statement about like uh, public statements about not just doing it for the sake of doing it, but we're putting a plan in place of like making sure these are one accurate, but also that they are, um, you know, they have meaningful meaning and they have purpose behind them when you do it. Right. So, um, I think I think the key the key phrase that I saw when I was reading the um the uh the release uh, a few days ago was restore up to plan. And basically it's like how are you gonna pay your restitution to uh, for 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 your racism? And I think that the important thing is is two things. One obviously you want to you want to give somebody an opportunity to to make amends if they're actually owning up to it. Yeah. Um, two, I think the most important part is that if you actually do go that far and and make that type of step with it, then you have to actually follow through with it because don't just give a lot of lip service and say that yeah yeah I'm 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 gonna do better I'm 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 act right and then don't do shit and, and like you have like if this is your plan. I need to like it needs to be stated. Hey, this is what we intend to do to correct this situation. And I think that for the people who deny uh, the situation, like I feel like for the from the league perspective, they need to lay the hammer on those people because again, like if you're giving somebody an opportunity to say, hey. You're damn near getting a get out of jail free card. I feel like if you if you're on the opposite side of that, where it's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. I didn't say anything, and it, like it it was him. And like if you go that far with it, then and then if I, and then the league finds out that yeah, it was you. You did say X, Y, and Z, and you still try to double down on that. Then yeah, like you got to like they have to look at. I would say at least five. I, I could see as much as 10 just to really send a message. I feel like this is something that's been happening way too often. And I feel like if you actually want to be proactive as, as far as stopping this shit out, then you really had to get serious about make uh, get serious with uh, dishing out punishments to where it's like, uh, I don't want to miss 10 games. That's like damn near a third of the season. So it's like... Yeah. If like you might want to think twice about how you speak to people, otherwise you you're gonna end up missing a good chunk of your chunk of your, your season, and it might and you might mess up your your team's chances for making the playoffs. You know, MLS Cup and all that stuff, league with stupid ass leagues cup, all that shit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think like also an important part of New England Revolution goalkeeper. Carl Edwards Jr. Uh, he sits on the board of both the MLSPA and the Black Bears of Change. 
Um, and he's had like most of the meetings in preseason that aren't eagerly anticipated by players given the grind of training camp, which is fine. Like, I understand. Like, I'm working and I have to sit in meetings. I totally get that. But they said that the response from the cultural awareness training was a lot different. Um, like, a lot of people left the meetings, like, they really enjoyed it. Like, they really felt like they learned something from it. I think that's important and key. Like, they're not just doing this just for the sake of doing this. They're doing this with the intent of making sure that you learn, but it's also, like, in a way of, like, engaging and not berating you or beating you down over the head with a stick. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of just, like, you know, we all come from different cultures. We know that sometimes certain cultures are – we all come with our own biases, our own – um you know, ways how we look at things. Yeah. And it's important that we learn how to navigate and move within those spaces and be respectful of each other. Because I don't right. want to disrespect you just because if I say something to you, like for instance, like down here in the South, if I say boy to you, for me to you, it, we, it, they can come across a totally different thing. Like we right. know we're joking and whatnot. But if I mm-hmm. hear from somebody up North or from Wild West, boy, you know, and depending on the color of their skin, it's going to be taken in a different context. You know, so just making sure that we know like, how to navigate that space. It's just not, it's not one size fits all. I know a lot of people can look at it and be like, oh, this is just how you negotiate. I mean, not negotiate, but navigate and talk to black people. Like, no, white people, Germans, you know, uh, Japanese players, Vietnamese players, you know, is how about how you navigate and move with all of them? Because if I make a Hitler joke, to a German person, they're going to be very offended by that. Yeah. Or if I make a joke about Pearl Harbor to a Japanese player, they're going to be very offended by that. So I think this training is important because it, it teaches you how to be aware of what you're saying. And there's a very famous quote about how when you're becoming a man, it's not about what you do, it's about how you're adapting to learning. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's about how you are in certain that you learn and you adapt and you become better. Right, it's great that you can play soccer. It's great that you have a whip of a left foot, but that only lasts so long. You need to know how to navigate the spaces that you're going to be in to be successful. It's about what you say and how you say it. Absolutely, and I think the thing to keep in mind is to kind of rewind real quick is that that incident with Kai Wagner. Um, it happened uh, to Bobby Wood um, mm-hmm. of the uh, biggest Square for the Revolution at the time. He's not black. He's um, Hawaiian, um, uh, uh, Asian uh, descent and everything. And I think that with that, people have to keep in mind of a couple of things is that while this might start with, you know, awareness towards uh, black people, this like there's there's a lot of directions where this can go to where you want to make sure that you are aware of what might be offensive towards any race, towards any ethnicity. So you could talk about Jews, you could talk about uh, Africans specifically, you could talk about Asians, you could talk about um, uh, Hispanics and, and Latinos, you could talk about a whole plethora of this. The diversity goes no, all, all the way down the line. And I feel as though this is a, an important first step towards making the league accountable and for these type of instances when they come. Because like we said earlier, 
as of last year, there wasn't really a defined process towards, you know, towards racism, racist incidents. Like they had to treat it like almost like it, like it was a tack, like a slap tackle. Like it, it's more, it's more than that. And I think that this will, will really, it's, it's, it's a necessary step towards, uh, you know, addressing all sensibilities, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's again, race, ethnicity, um, uh, gender, um, sexuality, identity, gender identity, any any of that stuff to where, because like even like like, like what stuff that happened um, last year with uh, with Bruce Arena uh, and the revolution, like that. Which, did we ever find out what actually happened? <laughs> no, well, it, it never became public. But uh, it, did he actually get reinstated? I feel like. Yeah, I, I think he did get reinstated. I think there was a rumor of him getting a DC United job, and DC was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, this is the kind of stuff that where this type of policy would honestly uh, be the first um, step towards addressing. Because again, it's mm-hmm. not it's it, it's not like it just happens to us. So I think that's that's very important to keep in context and I feel like if you have that awareness towards everybody it only makes you that much more aware when those incidents uh, do happen and you know the league will be better off for it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And I think another thing that I found very cool about this uh this part of the training is that the facilitators aren't like they're, they're not being outsourced. You know, they're in they're former players. Like Luis Ro- uh, Robles of uh, New York Red Bulls uh, is one of the facilitators um, as well. And they have Spanish, they have French, and they're making sure that they're covering all their bases and that the training is open. So it's not like even if you get in trouble, you still have the opportunity to learn, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to just take the training just to, you know, hey, like how do I navigate the situation? It's open and there for you. Um, so... What's next, Gregor? Like, obviously, MLS is the first one to install it. Possibly, you know, hoping down the line, USL, uh, NWSL kind of puts the same kind of measures in place. Um, and they also said, I need to back up real quick. MLS, PA, and the Black River Chain said that this is an ever going, there's a board in place of which they're going to look at the policies, I think, like every six months or so to see, like, what's working, what's not. It's not like, hey, this is it. We're just going to let it be. No, right. they're going to be looking at it and constantly growing and changing and implementing new ideas. But yeah. I'm going to ask you this. Like, oh, my fault. You go, go, go. No, no, I was just going to say, like, what is next? Like, what league might be next to do this in Europe or whatever? Europe might might be a... <laughs> it might be a tall axe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would think at the very least, um, if and when it does come, uh, the Premier League and the Bundesliga seem like they usually err on the side of caution more times than not. So if and when that that, that happened, I would see them doing it first. Um, as far as over here, I think the NWSL needs, needs to get on top of that sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. um, I think they they need um, policy towards this, and then obviously like like the like this. Serves as at least a foundation because, like, like I said, like, I think that's very important that they said this is that this is a very fluid policy to where, like, we have to they have to at least know that hey, 
like I just said, like it's it's not going to be limited just like how people um, act towards black people. It's going to be how pretty much how we deal with people, with everybody, essentially. And I think that um, you know it'll it'll be ever changing, it'll be ever evolving, and it, it's it's at least important that they have something on the books now to where we can go back to this and. Like I said, we we can we can add to it as we need to. We can remove as uh, as we need to, but at the same time, it's always there to where you know we at least have something to where we can reference and actually go off of instead of just you know kind of winging it. Because I feel like in a lot of cases, especially um, here in American soccer, um, kind of like the incident that happened in USL a couple of years ago. It's like you had you had you had something ready. For I think it was the um, was it with the Rowdies I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. Like you had a ten game suspension ready for him, but then you had to go back and, and walk that all the way back to where he didn't get suspended at all. And I think that this is like when you see that happen. That's why that's why I pause that like this is necessary to where like you gotta uh, you have to you have to at least something where it's like hey, did you? Do X, Y, and Z. Were you on camera? Were you? Is there, is there proof? And like, like, and if you're not, if you're actually going to take a, take responsibility for it, there might be an opportunity where it's like instead of getting ten games, you might get just three, and mm-hmm. you, and, you, and, you, and we're able to move on from it. But if 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 you're one of these guys that try to just double down or triple down and be like, hey. One no way it was me. I, I was I was out here doing something else. It couldn't possibly be me. I, I don't think that way. Then you realize, no, that was you, dog. That was you. And you got you. Yeah. So yeah. I think that like having having that delineation as far as just like taking responsibility mm-hmm. and trying to make amends towards correcting your behavior versus you just deny till you die. And, and we still find out you was you, like you find out you really was lying. Like you got you got you gotta hit the 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 hammer down on, on those people who just try to act like they're all innocent and when they're not. Yeah. Honestly for real for real. Um yeah, man. Also, before we wrap up, I just want to go through the exact of the board. Um, so you got Drake Callender of Inter Miami, Earl Edwards Jr. of New England Revolution, Sean Johnson of Toronto FC, uh, Jeremy Abobze of San Jose Earthquakes, Ray Gattis of Philadelphia Union, Jalil Inababa of uh, National Soccer Club, Bill Hamid, formerly of DC United, and CJ Small of Toronto FC. So that's the exact of the board for the Black Brand for Change and the guys that were kind of spreading this effort. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's easy to dunk on MLS. So we all have done it. But I got to tip my hat to him, man, for uh, opening this space and honestly giving this organization and giving MLS uh, PA a seat at the table to make effective and powerful change. Um, because back in 2020, you know, we've all had those concerns of, are we doing this for the right reasons? Are people really invested in us? Um and MLS is like, hey, yeah, we're, we're invested in making sure that we not only give the best part of the field with the most diverse uh, fan base and players, but 
we want to make sure that the organizations we work with are hand in hand, step in step with that. So, and don't, and don't forget, you know, the the changes that they made to the uh, diversity hiring policy um, a couple of years ago, back at the end of twenty twenty one. Like, they're at least trying, and I, yeah. and I think that you know, for as much as you know, we give MLS shit for. This is more than what a lot of a lot of leagues are doing, and I think that that's something that you know it might not necessarily be like the the full end goal solution, but at the same time, compared to a lot of, a lot of these other soccer leagues, like right now they're batting a thousand, <laughs> and that, that that's just about <laughs> yeah, and I think on. that that's that's something that like I said again. It's it's something that's that's definitely gonna be fluid. I think the something's gonna be evolving, you know, yearly. And we just hope that you know that 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 the policy shows tangible uh, execution and intangible results um, towards improving, um, you know, just how how people deal with each other on the on the field. I mean, because it's easy to just get get. Hot and bothered in the moment, you like, you know, because because everybody's competitiveness comes out in spades when they're out there on the pitch. We totally get that, but at the same time, kind of like how we talk about, uh, like with Italy, I'm like in Europe, it's like nobody ever just told you your mama joke and just say, hey, you have to go from angry to racism just in two in two seconds. Like there's a middle ground there. Some middle ground there, <laughs> like we we could we could some figure out big middle there. ground there. Yeah, so like learn 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 a joke, learn learn how to roast somebody without going straight to the race. Like it's okay. So yeah, for this this is this is good on MLS. It's it's definitely good. Right, um, Randall. Before we wrap up, my man, um, where can everyone get in contact with you or follow the or the coaches right now? I'm sure is making his return. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we're we're, uh, we're loading back up. Uh, for 2024 season, uh, MLS season starts uh, next weekend on the weekend of 24th. Um, uh, we should be um, – we got a couple of things to record this week, but, yeah, you should be hearing from us pretty soon as far as when our first episode of 2024 is coming. Uh, of course, as always, you can follow us on social – FTC. UTD. There you go. Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram. FTC UTD pod on TikTok. We promise we will be more active this year on on TikTok. I promise y'all. Um, you know, like I said, what, like I said, you know, we've been cooking. Don't worry, I know. Even even like during Black History Month, like I said, we we kind of low key. Trust me, we cooking we cooking big this year. So it's just 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 stay, just we'll keep you on the loop. Right, right. Um, Gregor, are you still doing the racism countdown shirts? Yes, yes, we do have them. We do have them. We can get right. them at ftcutd.com forward slash shop. So, hey, listeners, it's Black History Month. It's February, or if you listen in the future, this is recorded during Black History Month. Um, go support Grego. Go buy those shirts. They're great, great quality T-shirts. Trust me, I'm, I'll put sublime in myself, and they fit me great. So go support Grego. Go buy those T-shirts. Um, he is holding up one of his cultures that I wore yesterday. Great quality and all those stuff. Um, as <laughs> um, I'm, not the, I'm not the best model, but yeah, here you go, here you go, here you go. Listeners, as we, I just want to say, 
Uh, without you, we couldn't do this show. We want to say thank you for taking time out of your day for listening to our show. That's without you, we couldn't do it. Um, so with that being said, as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and go enjoy the rest of our um, interviews and history lessons on Can I Kick an FC? Make sure you're going over to FTC for the Culture United. If you haven't already, or tap in with them if you go down to an Atlanta United game. They'll show you a great time. And with that being said, I'm just starting to lose my voice now. We will holler at you guys later. Bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.